Um, so this week, I I guess this is relevant to our interests. I watched the Free Britney documentary. Oh, I have not yet watched this. It's like a New York Times Presents or something. It's on Hulu. And yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah, I, I am kind of holding off on it because I know it's going to be a rough watch. It's not, it's not like... Necessi- it's not like watching like the Night Stalker documentary no, or anything no. like that, but just like what us as a society did to Britney Spears, we have not yet atoned for. Poor Britney. Yeah. And even like, I felt a little called out because they have these two women who have a podcast analyzing <laughs> Britney's social media posts for like what? secret messages about how she wants to be free and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? We're just doing that for fake stories on Reddit. <laughs> so it's fine. We're fine, right? Yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> and even if like, um, uh, even if the whole, I forgot what it's called, conservatorship thing is overblown, like she needs the conservatorship, just this the first half of the documentary is talking about how horribly she was treated by the media as like a young woman from a small town. I read a really good article by Mara Wilson. Yay, I love Mara Wilson. She's Matilda, yeah, who, if you guys don't know. Yeah, she also is the voice of the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home on Night Vale. Yes, of course. Um, and she wrote an essay kind of in response to the documentary about Britney coming out. She talks about how it's a systematic kind of way that the media will portray child, female child stars, and it's a like damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Um, and she felt like she was forced to do to to say things or to have certain opinions on stuff because if she didn't have that opinion, the media was going to slaughter her. She says specifically in the in the essay that when she found this particular interview that she's talking about that she did. Um, the interviewer asks her, what do you think about Britney Spears? And she says, I hate Britney Spears. Because she thought that was the right thing to say. Mm. Like, that's what people would expect uh, a good, kind of innocent child star to say about Britney. It was like a not like other girls-ism kind of yeah. thing. Which was, yeah. And like, the one of the first things they showed, or earliest videos they showed, was um, Britney at like a talent show thing. And the older male interviewer he must have been about 60 was like oh do you have a boyfriend and she's like no and he's like why why don't you have a boyfriend and she's like boys are mean he's like boys are mean well can i be your boyfriend and it's like Mm. no you gross he's she's like eight years old in this interview it's fucking disgusting and like just how you could have asked her about literally anything else. Right. You could have asked her. I was ranting to my husband about this. And he's like, he could have asked her what her favorite dinosaur was. <laughs> like, right. kids have opinions about things that aren't, you know, do you have a boyfriend? It's just gross. The sexualization of children in that way, it starts so early. Yeah. It's like, you'll get these little baby rompers for baby boys that say things like lady killer on them. And it's like, dude, he's literally just crawled out of the womb. <laughs> like, he has no concept of... Yeah, and just so, like, heteronormative as well. Yeah, and it's just so, it's so gross. It's like bikinis for toddlers. Yeah. 
That's that's something I have always had a massive problem with. Like as soon as the kind of sunny season starts to come out, you start seeing these super sexualized swimsuits for girls as young as like three. And it's like, what is this? Who thinks this is okay? This is awful. I didn't wear a bikini until I was and I've only I only own two bikinis. And I first wore a bikini when I was 25 years old. <laughs> That's about right for me, too. I think I was in college. Because I just, like... And it, and it, it, the first time I wore a bikini was the first day that I moved to America. We had a pool party. <laughs> that, was, that was the first day I wore Go, a bikini. Getting on, in on those stereotypes right away. <laughs> I, to well, it was just too hot to wear a one-piece. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I, I don't really crack the bikini out very often. Like, if it's just me and my husband and we're going to be hanging at the beach or whatever, I might wear it. But, like... I, just, I hate it. I hate it so much. And it's just such a, it's like a catch-22 because it's like, oh, you want young women to be in charge of their sexuality, but mm-hmm. then also, like, you don't, like, there's an eight, there's people putting that on someone, and then there's them taking charge of it themselves and making that If the decision. kid has chosen it, but at three. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're seven or eight and you go swimsuit shopping with your mom and your mom says, what do you want? And you go, I want that one because it's my favorite color or I like the style. Absolutely, go for it. But when they can barely even form a sentence, no. Yeah. It's really nasty. Yeah. So it was very interesting and just like brought me back. I think I owned her first CD. It was like one of the very first CDs I ever bought. My very first was. CD was Enya. My second one was Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, my very first CD was All That You Can't Leave Behind by U2. Oh. I was about 10. <laughs> my, my dad was very... Uh, how should we say it? If a band didn't play their own instruments, we basically weren't allowed to listen to their music. <laughs> so Britney Spears was a no-go in our house because she was just an American brat. But I was allowed to listen to U2, and the, the kind of closest I got to having like a Britney Spears-style idol, I was so into Delta Goodrum when I was a kid. Who's that? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to like translate. She's an Australian kind of pop singer, and she was she did the um, Kylie Minogue thing where she started on, on Australian soaps, mm. mm-hmm. and then she kind of used that as a springboard for her music. She played the piano. So that was allowed because she played her own music. And I was a big Delta Goodrum fan and I owned her album, Innocent Eyes, it was called. I was actually, which is unusual for an American, super into S Club 7. (laughs) I loved S Club 7. Oh my God. I watched their TV shows. I believe they had two TV shows on like Fox Mm -hmm. Family. And they had two. I loved S Club 7. I was going to audition for S Club Juniors. (laughs) (laughs) I never did. My dad wouldn't let me. Yeah, I, they're just a, a British pop band who decided to come to America and have some weird TV shows with the guy who used to play Greg on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. Like, the TV shows were, were very, very odd. They were they were bad. <laughs> they were for, like, young kids and preteens, like. But then they, like, covered the relationship between two of the singers in the group. And, it like, the whole thing was very, very strange. Yeah. It was like they were playing themselves, but also they made these like fictional plots, and it was very much like like wacky hijinks. But then also, yeah. I s- distinctly remember the one where Paul and Hannah were supposed to get kissed for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and then Paul's whatever. like, "I can't do this," and just leaves the show. <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, oh, I read another really interesting article by Paul actually about how like S Club Seven effectively ruined his life. Oh, jeez, and it's a stain that he can't like. <laughs> 
escape from. And there was lots and lots of things he was super uncomfortable with. And kind of as the first person to leave the band because he was upset about their treatment, he got stigmatized hugely in like the music world or whatever mm-hmm. and in the acting world. Um, so he like lost his entire career overnight, basically, and it destroyed him. Dang. Um, it was in The Guardian. If you, if you ever find it, it's a good read. Well, we'll have to post both of those articles yes. when we post this episode. Anyway, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 47. Yeah. I said that with a confidence I did not have. I have it written down. I've stopped using the notebook 100% of the time, but this time I am because I wanted to make sure we talked about Free Britney. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this first one, I have some, like, a lot of really tough decisions hmm. in this episode. So this one is is kind of like a tough situation, and it's, am I the asshole? OP's daughter is 18, and her niece is 6. Okay. Am I the asshole for adopting my niece and making my daughter share her room? Wow, this is already, like, 0 to 100. <laughs> yeah. She's 18 and she's adopted her niece? No, her daughter is 18. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and the niece is six. So she's okay. an 18-year-old sharing a room with a six-year-old. Hmm, okay. My sister passed away last year due to cancer. We caught it at a very late stage and it all happened so quickly over a pretty traumatic four months. My sister passed away so suddenly that none of us were really expecting it and remained hopeful and somewhat in disbelief till the end. My husband and I love our niece and she's like our own and her piece of shit father was never in the picture. We definitely weren't going to let her go into the system and decided to go ahead with the adoption process. My daughter is commuting to college from home to save on money. We live in a two-bedroom apartment, and we told our daughter she's going to need to share her room with her cousin. However, she's been angry, saying it's not fair for her to give up her privacy, and that she needs her own space to get her work done, and that our place is crowded enough as it is. I told her she didn't really have a say in it, as she isn't even paying rent, and that she's being very selfish. Am I the asshole? It's a really rough situation. And then edit for clarification. We can't afford a larger place or we would have obviously moved. We've suggested our daughter study at the library or work part-time so she can pitch in on rent and we can move to a larger place, but she thinks both are unfair. This is pretty raw still, right? Yeah. Like six months maybe since the first diagnosis and then... Yeah, I can I can kind of see where the daughter is coming from. This is like a whiplash like situation. Yesterday, I had my own room, and I was able to study there. Today, I'm sharing it with a six-year-old who's just started school. Yeah, and I can understand why she's angry, but at the same time, a little compassion would not go amiss here. Yeah, like kids just lost her mom and doesn't see her dad in both directions, though. I think. Yeah, that's tough for an 18-year-old who's like, yeah, I'm ready to be independent. Okay, now I'm sharing a room with a six-year-old. Like, that's that's not how... I think she had a vision yeah. for how her college years were going to be, and that right. was not included. The whole situation is rough for everybody, though. Yeah. It's, it's like, this is not a, a situation where it's easy to say, this person's the asshole because of this, because this is just a... This is a situation where they're just going to have to navigate it. They don't really have a choice. And the daughter paying rent is not really going to fix the problem. That seems like that's what OP is most concerned about is, well, if my daughter was paying rent, we could buy a bigger place. But that seems like a too easy fix. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, maybe you can look into getting some financial aid at this point. I mean, if it's freshman year, just deal with it for a year and then maybe look into moving. Yeah. 
next year. And did I'm assuming if if the six year old's mother died suddenly, I'm assuming she didn't have a will. So or like anything to leave behind. Yeah, that's a good point. In the comments it says we did have a previous conversation a month before my sister passed away we told her we would adopt our niece if my sister passed away and she would need to share her room with her cousin our daughter said she wasn't okay with that and we let her know that we had no alternatives and that she should look into getting her own place if she had an issue with it it's bad that they have to displace us their 18 year old yeah that's stressful it's like oh i'm in college now and you're replacing me not mm-hmm. like a little bit it, it's an irrational emotion, but not necessarily, like, something controllable. Yeah, but those kinds of emotions are going to come up in this kind of stressful situation, mm-hmm. right? People don't think rationally when something like this has happened. Yeah, it's it's irrational, but valid. I didn't mean to imply yeah. that. Yeah. Like, she does need to understand that her parents are in a, a tough situation and maybe try to suggest like we need to sit down together and say okay how can we yes. make this apartment that we're in right now livable for everybody there needs to be some group decision making kind of outside of how everybody's feeling because if they want the daughter to pay rent she's going to have to have a say in a rental agreement right yeah and what a tenant would would expect so that's why I don't think that's going to be an easy fix because then it's going to be like, well, if I'm paying rent, I want my own room. And then we're back to square one. Everybody's in a bind here. Like it's it's not going to be a, well, you can do this, this and this and job's done. It's going to be, look, you're going to have to navigate this really difficult situation for a couple more months and then we're going to have to find a more permanent solution. Yeah. I think if they sit down and they say, look, right now this is temporary. Everybody's stressed. The living arrangement's temporary. If we could get a bigger place, we would. But right now, you know, everybody's having to do stuff they don't want to do. And we're really sorry that you're feeling bad. And is there anything we can do to, you know, make this situation any better? Yeah, they're, that would be validating of, of her feelings. And they're not doing that. They're like, this yes. is what we're like, because they're obviously stressed out too. But then they're also like dismissing their daughter's concerns because right. they're stressed out about the situation. I'm wondering if, like, is there a master bedroom? I don't know how big this apartment is, but what if OP and her husband took the smaller bedroom and they put the two girls in the bigger bedroom and then made some sort of, like, partition? Yeah, like a screen in the middle or something. You get one of those nice, like, Japanese-style screens, mm-hmm. put that up in the center, that would give you space. Or maybe set up, like, a kind of partitioned-off study area in the main room where... The 18-year-old can, you know, do their work and have a desk and whatever so that she doesn't feel confined to the room when she has to study when the six-year-old is there. Yeah. It, it, this is just going to be a what-can-we-do-right-now situation yeah. rather than a this-fix-is-going-to-work-forever situation. Because also, like, if the daughter is living there and during college, like, she's probably going to be moved out fully in, like, a few years. So... Yes. It's not like it, if they moved to a bigger apartment, they would just have to move again to another small apartment in a few years. Right. Which isn't the end of the world, but moving sucks. Yeah, moving does suck. And also someone in the comments suggests getting the six-year-old out of the apartment for a few hours. Like, okay, hey, daughter, what time do you need to study? From noon to three? Okay, we're going to go for a walk in the park. And yeah. I'm sure it's exacerbated right now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As everything is. And like everything else, yeah. But it would be 
nice to like just try and say, okay, now you have this space to yourself for a little bit. It's really nice being home alone when you are in a very small space where everybody's in each other's business all the time. And and currently in the situation that they're in, everybody's feelings matter right now except the daughter's feelings. Yeah. Like every single thing that the the OP says is like, well, she's being unreasonable and she's behaving like this. It's like, whoa, okay, well, she's right to be feeling displaced. Just take a breath. Yeah. Validate her feelings and... I, it sucks. It sucks for everybody. The six-year-old just lost her daughter. You just lost your sister. I lost her daughter. I lost her mother. <laughs> you just lost your sister. Everybody's emotions are high right now. And I know that you want... It sounds like OP wants to make sure the niece feels wanted and not rejected. But yes, then by doing that, they're like ignoring their daughter's feelings. Yes. Can't have one and not the other. Everybody has to feel comfortable. Yes. At least, like, show the daughter you're willing to compromise and put in some effort. It doesn't have to be like, okay, we need to either move or you need to move out. Like, it just seems so, like, invalidating. Like, they're like, okay, well, if you don't like it, bye. (laughs) And black and white decisions like that at an emotional time seem like they will fix everything. Because you don't really have the emotional capacity to go through every single option that is available to you. So people will cling to a, well, it's my way or the highway kind of mentality because this is going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, well, what do you want us to do? You know, right. throw our niece onto the street, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's not, let's not catastrophize, catastrophize, cat- catastrophize the situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard word to say. Yeah. It, yeah. It's annoying when people um, just like refuse to communicate and or compromise, especially with their adult or teenage children, because it's like, you know, they have feelings and emotions. It's not like you start being a person at 25. Right. (laughs) Just because they're in college doesn't mean they don't have emotions. So yeah, tough situation. Compromise. At least show your daughter you're willing to help her and, you know, be on her side a little bit. And also, last point on this, just because somebody turns 25 doesn't mean they stop being your child. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they may be an adult and you may have to treat them like an adult, but you still have to treat them with the same compassion that you would have treated them when they were 10. Because at the end of the day, they are still your kid. And the way that you treat them colors their relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just because she's 18 doesn't mean... Well, she can fly the nest now because she's an adult and we don't need to look after her anymore. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's also annoying. It's like, I, I need to... Ki- oh, we, didn't we have a story a bit ago? Or maybe I just read it and we didn't talk about it where the parent was... The dad was like, I need to kick my son out when he turns 18 so we can learn how to oh, be an no, adult. Oh, no, we did it. I think we did that one. Yeah, it's like, okay, but like, you used to be able to pay for college with a part-time job at a grocery store. And now you need to work 78 hours a week in order to do that. So maybe don't kick your kid out. So anyway, tough situation. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I hope everybody manages to get the space that they need. Here's another tough situation. Not as catastrophic. Picking my brain today. (laughs) I know, we're having some thinkers. Um, It's Am I the Asshole? Ages do not matter. The title is, Will I be the asshole if I tell my vegetarian neighbors that they are eating animal byproducts? Ooh. That's a rough one. Yeah, and there's there's a lot. It's, It's kind of like a damned if you do situation. Right. It's very strange- that this person was marked the asshole 
But then, like, that comment got downvoted, and now the top comment says, no assholes here. <laughs> hmm. Very odd. It's 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 contentious. My neighbors are vegetarian for religious reasons. Oh, no. I do know that they weren't always <laughs> vegetarian and only chose to be more strict about their diet in the last few years. I am also a vegetarian, but just as a personal choice. They are raising their daughter as a vegetarian as well, while my daughter and husband both eat any meat products they want. My daughter likes to go to their house to play and will regularly come home with things like gummy bears and marshmallow treats that are made with pork Mm. gelatin. They also get pizza from a place near us that uses cheeses made with calf rennet. There are also a few other small examples like that. When we first moved into the neighborhood, there was a big block party. My neighbor offered me jello from the table and I told her I don't eat it because it contains pork. She was genuinely surprised that it was made with pork. I didn't say anything about gelatin, just the jello, so I don't know if she knows to look for that. It's all small things that most people don't even know are made from a life. It's all very easy to overlook. My husband thinks I should just leave it and let ignorance be bliss for them, but again, he's not a vegetarian, so it wouldn't bother him. He thinks I would be an asshole because it would be ruining their daughter's favorite snacks, and I shouldn't do that to a kid. I just feel like if it's important enough for you to raise your whole family in accordance with a certain lifestyle, then maybe you would want a heads up that something is slipping through Mm. the cracks. All of these things have very similar vegetarian alternatives, except for the marshmallows. They suck. So it's an easy fix, but it's tied to their belief system. So I'm worried it would be unnecessarily causing guilt. So will I be the asshole if I said something, or should I just leave it and mind my own business? Shit. If it was me, I'd probably tell them. Yeah. If you're vegetarian and you're not just doing it to be like, haha, you've been eating meat this whole time. Right. You know? Because <laughs> I feel like a non-vegetarian, it could be that way. I think in this situation, I don't think I would tell them if it wasn't about their religion. Yeah. Because some people, some people who are vegetarians are okay with that, right? They don't want to eat, you know, beef or chicken or whatever, but they don't really mind about gelatin because... Yeah. Or, or Because it's tied to their religion, I would probably tell them. Yeah. Or health reasons, obviously. But Yeah, or health reasons, I would, I would say. It. And I might do it with, like, I would do it with kid gloves. So maybe bring a couple of these replacement snacks with me when I tell them. And say, like, hey, I noticed that your daughter often has X snack. And I just wanted to let you know, this snack has this ingredient in it. And, like, point it out to them. Mm-hmm. And this ingredient is made from animal byproducts. And I didn't know if you knew, but these snacks are just as good and they're completely vegetarian safe. Yeah. And I just wanted to give you a heads up. And and then it's like, no judgment. It's an easy mistake to make. And here's an alternative. Not just leaving them in the lurch and making them feel really guilty. You know? Yeah. And and it seems like they're, since they're kind of new at this, it wouldn't be like, oh no, like, because they've eaten meat in their lives. It's it's right. a newer thing. So I think it wouldn't necessarily cause them like pain, painful guilt or anything like that. In the comments, OP says they're pretty close, like they're pretty good friends. So it's like, just say, hey, you know, just a heads up in case you didn't know, I thought you might want to. Apparently, after the Jello incident, they stopped eating Jello. So it sounds like they would like to know these things. Yeah, I just yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I've definitely had friends before who went militant vegetarian and were you know preaching at me every other day, but still wearing leather belts <laughs> and leather shoes, and that that really ground my gears. It was like, well, you know, you're still using animal products, but if it's religious, so I I would never intentionally you know let a practicing Jewish person eat something with bacon in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're Hindu, in case 
you were wondering. Yeah, I figured it might be like Hinduism or something like that. But yeah, I would I would tell him. And sometimes vegetarians will buy leather products secondhand and they'll be okay with mm-hmm. that because it's like, you yeah. know, this is a thing I'm going to have forever and someone else already used it. I'm not contributing to, you know, the meat industry. Yeah. And so sometimes they will, but, you know. Sometimes people, they don't uh, pay that close attention. They're just like, oh, I don't eat meats. And therefore, whatever else goes in anything else is fine. I ran into a post on the vegetarian subreddit. I subscribed to that because I'm trying to eat less meat. And there was a post that was asking, okay, what are some weird things that contain meat that you wouldn't normally think? And, oh boy, (laughs) is it a lot of things. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, the post was sparked because Pop-Tarts have gelatin in them. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess the, the fruit filling. Yeah. And I think it's the frosting yeah. as well. Um, refried beans and tamales have lard. Parmesan cheese has rennet, which is from the intestines of baby cows. I would definitely assume that any cheese is probably a no-go if I was a vegetarian, though. It's it's the more sharp cheese, apparently. It gets that, like, sharp cheese taste. So, like, I think mozzarella is mostly fine. And then there's also vegetarian Parmesan that has enzymes. Enzymatic rennet, it's called. So that's vegetarian. Kimchi has fish. A lot of things have fish. Caesar salad has fish. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. <laughs> Thanks. As fish. You're welcome. And Lucky Charms have gelatin. Lucky Charms. Oh, marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that and said, not me Lucky Charms. <laughs> Man, this is why I could never be vegetarian. I don't care that much. Like, I I know that, you know, the meat industry is killing the planet and whatever, but I'm just, I have enough to worry about in my life, to be quite honest. And if I can't eat what I want, then what's the point? Most of these things, though, are from pork or fish. And the largest contributor to, like, climate change is the beef industry, because they need a lot of land, so they cut down a lot of trees. And I know this and I understand this, but steak is delicious. I mean, yeah, I eat steak too. But I, I try and now get impossible or beyond meat when I can, or just use beans, so. But I still make steak. You're a better person than me. <laughs> now I'm like, my husband's going to the grocery store on his way home, and I'm like, add steak to the shopping list, Alexa. <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers how much stuff is not vegetarian. It's, it's yeah. Jiffy cornbread mix has lard in it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Frosted mini wheats. What? <laughs> okay, that's the one where I'm like, okay, that's kind of out there. A gelatin. Gelatin. To make the... Frosting, The frosted bit stick, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Pre-made pie crusts, yogurt. Yeah, lard. Altoids. What? Gelatin. Why? The texture, usually. Damn. Also, McDonald's french fries contain quote-unquote natural beef flavor, which contains beef, oddly Oof. enough. Don't they also fry their chips in the same kind of grease? And that grease has, like, animal product in it. I can't it remember. It depends on where the McDonald's is. So I think in America now they use vegetarian oil, but in Europe they do not. So you have to ask if you're it's Europeans going to McDonald's. Not as not as vegetarian in Europe. It's okay. Y'all aren't contributing to the. Well, actually, I have no idea how the factory farm industry is in Europe. Uh, we don't re- we don't do a lot of factory farming anymore. There was a big um, kind of push against battery and factory farming. Lots of people will have. Um, like free range is big, mm-hmm. 
But again, that takes a while land, right? So Yeah, and not that much in Europe. Pigs, it's worse. So chickens, much better now. Like poultry generally is is free range now. Cows mostly free range, but pigs I think they're still factory farmed. This one says salad dressing has crushed up insects for the red color, usually a raspberry flavored salad dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Although it's like a- if I if I do go vegetarian, I'm still like bugs is fine to me. I mean, bugs is bugs, isn't yeah. it? Like there's plenty of them. I wonder if my husband will go to McDonald's for me. <laughs> it's cheat day today. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about those chips. Oh, they're so good. We have mm-hmm. we live within walking distance of a Mexican restaurant that also has a drive through, which I am doing the drive through now because of COVID. But mm-hmm. sometimes I could walk there and it would get in my steps for the day, like almost exactly. And they have really good. Um, oh, we went there, didn't we? I got that massive burrito, yes. carne asada fries. Oh, very good. It was very good. Yeah, the it's it's a bummer too because like there's a shopping center across from us and it has a Carl's Jr. and IHOP and that Mexican place and then like a Panda Express and I'm like the only good place is that Mexican place. I will not eat at Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. I think we only ever eat at Carl's Jr. when we're on the road and it's the only thing available. I think I've had two Carl's Jr. burgers in my lifetime. It is the only restaurant location I have ever seen that has one and a half stars on Yelp. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Like three stars already is getting severely iffy. But one and a half, man. One and a half stars. Jesus. No, thank you. Um, okay, so this story has an odd twist. Not twist, necessarily. Edit. I also wanted to add they're pretty strict otherwise. They only wear vegan clothing and won't even eat okay. mushrooms because they feel they could be considered an animal. Okay, yeah, you gotta tell them. <laughs> you have to tell them. You have to tell them. I don't understand the mushroom thing but hey whatever i know that some well, people don't eat mushrooms because they're kind of grossed out by them Might that's yeah, mushrooms mind. are nasty but um <laughs> i guess i can kind of see where they're coming from with the mushroom thing mushrooms are considered to be more sentient than other plant life <laughs> fungi they're in a different yeah kingdom. yeah my husband just shouted the fungi from the bedroom <laughs> so i'm scientifically wrong thank you so, yeah, I can kind of see where they're coming from with the mushroom thing. But, um, yeah, you got to tell them. If they're that strict, the, the longer you don't tell them, if they find out, they're going to be pissed. Yeah, or just, like, very sad. <laughs> Which... They're going to be upset you didn't tell them. If you consider yourself a good friend to these people and to this family, you got to got to tell them. Yeah, and people are asking in the comments, like, how does fungi count as an animal? But no, no response. Yeah, and they're even, they even get uh, strict about the cookware, so they don't cook anything that's used, that's been used to cook meat. So yeah, you need to tell them. Yeah, they gotta know. And I think they, they are from India, so. Yeah, so they wouldn't necessarily know those things. Like, if you come from a place that has a specific practicing religion, you just assume that most things you're gonna buy from the shop and not going to have those things that are against your religion in, unless it's specifically stated. Mm-hmm. So this is not an ignorance is bliss thing. This is a, hey, we are not from this culture and we actually don't know. Yeah, so. And and like the husband just being like, oh, you're going to ruin the child's favorite snacks. It's like, okay, gummy bears, you just buy a different brand. Like not all gummies gummy candies have uh, gelatin in them. Uh, OP is like, yeah. just switch from like whatever brand to Welch's and apparently that's fine. Oh yeah, Welch's are great too. They taste real good. Mm-hmm. Or the ones you can't tell the Costco, difference. Although I assume that Costco probably has gelatin in them. Double check. But yeah, just point out, okay, 
Rennet and gelatin are our big, like, sneaky bastards that make something not. Yeah. And 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 people were like, you're, you would be the asshole because uh, someone was like, you're trying to make them vegan. No, it's not about you. Like, this is their lifestyle choice. And if, if they're that serious about it, you've got to help them. Yeah. And it's not, it's not vegan. It's vegetarian because the animal had to die. Like, that's the thing, right? If the animal had to die, then a vegetarian won't eat it. But if it's an animal product at all, then a vegan won't eat it. Right. So no eggs and dairy, which like I could never, I could never be vegan. Cheese is too good. And eggs, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered about eggs, but fucking. <laughs> eggs go, in, I'll go into pastries and shit, so. You can pry my cheese from my cold dead hands. If I can't even eat a pizza, what's wrong with this one? I made pizza from scratch last night and it was dope. Yeah. I like the pizza pun you made. Did I? Dope. Dough? Because dough? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll dope. see myself out. <laughs> It was uh, delightful. There we go. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I made a margarita pizza, but it still wasn't vegetarian because I used Parmesan. And I assume that the Parmesan that they sell at Food for Less is not vegetarian. Because <laughs> it's cheap <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. So tell them gently, like you said, bring yeah. some vegetarian snacks so they can see. A gentle intervention, yes. right? Doesn't have to be judgmental, you know, just educational. Yes. Yeah, just be like, oh, hey, I noticed this the other day. Okay, so you're going to like this one. This next one is okay. Am I the Asshole. And are we all Am I the Asshole today? Yeah, I guess. And ages don't matter. Okay. Am I the Asshole for not selling something to a friend for half the price? No. <laughs> Depends what it is. Long story short, I'm selling a PS5 for about $100 more than it's worth. You bitch. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's wrong. I can't listen to this. I got lucky online and just wanted to sell it and use the extra money for my family, bills, groceries, etc. <sighs> That's the only part where I'm like, okay, maybe I get it. You're an asshole anyway. Like, why would you buy a PS5 if you need to spend money on bills at your family? No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you scalper asshole. I get a call from my friend since he heard I'm selling one and he thought I was selling it for much, much cheaper. I clarified and told him the real price and how much it's worth retail. He says it's for a kid, so I feel bad and say, hey, if I hear of another drop, maybe I can help him find one, like put in the work to check Twitter, news, and try and snag one. He then tells me it's for his friend's brother or something, not for him or anything. So in my head, I'm like, oh, sorry, I thought it was for someone close. He clarifies I should sell it for less or the same price to this random kid. Essentially, I double down and say no. Also, I can't go through all that trouble for someone I don't know too well. I had to be honest. Long story short, he says I'm being really cold and maybe it's because I, quote, didn't get a nice gift on Valentine's or something. <laughs> I'm a woman, by the way. LOL. Oh. So the comment was weird and made me feel uncomfortable since he's saying just annoying stuff since I can't sell him the PS5, the price he wants for his friend's brother. So am I the asshole for not selling it to him or being cold about it? You're the asshole anyway. He's a friend who I've invited before to outings and to hang out in a group, but I'm not super close to him. His reasoning was that I work in a corporate job and quote, make good money. However, I help out my family a lot and a good percentage goes towards helping my siblings and parents who sometimes struggle with bills. I also feel like he's always saying I make more money than him, but we're not the same age, four years apart, so it's not a fair comparison. Wait a second. There's a lot about this that angers me. Yeah. So she's... 
I, 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 I can't even talk about this. I'm so furious. She is saying that she doesn't have a family to feed at home, right? I'm assuming based on like her last bit. Yeah, I think she might be single. So she bought a PS5 for the express purpose of scalping it. Not for any other reason, for scalping it. Fuck scalpers. I hate scalpers. All my homies hate scalpers. (laughs) It's one of the most disingenuous things you can do with your money. I could understand if she was selling it for retail price. If she bought it and she thought she wanted it, and then she was like, oh, you know, actually, I should have saved that money. Why are you spending that money if you're then saying, oh, I need money for my family to help pay their bills? Just keep the money in your bank account, you absolute dumbass. Yeah, and like... It's nice that you're helping out your family, but that's not your responsibility. It doesn't give you the right to scalp. Yeah. All kinds of scalpers are bad. Yeah. Like, whatever your excuse I hate ticket is. scalpers. I hate product scalpers. Like, just, you know, you are the reason why people can't get a PS5. This is, it's not Sony. It's you. Yeah. Buying shit you don't want or need to make a profit. Shame on you. Well, and also Sony not giving a shit about like bots buying all their consoles like not protecting against scalpers yeah that was also bad yeah but everybody sucks here everybody Mm -hmm. here is an asshole she's an asshole the friend's an asshole people don't owe you a deal if you're their friend yeah and also you can tell him okay here's how i got mine you know here's here's what you can do where you can check but she doesn't have to put in the work for this guy to get a console like just the amount of him being like oh let's have this woman do the work for me and then also insult her about like in a very gendered way this is like all the textbook things that somebody who's trying to get something for free will do. It's not for me, it's for a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're being selfish. They make it into like an emotional thing rather than a business transaction, which is what it is. If you're swapping something for money, it's a business transaction. No emotions involved. I bet you it's just for him too. Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wish I had a PS5. <laughs> yeah, there's no good Fuck games for it yet, so. There will be. Eventually, so I'm not worried. I'm just going to keep playing The Last of Us 1 and 2 over and over again, apparently. <laughs> I just finished The Last of Us Part 1 and the DLC. Uh, DLC's real good. Just shame on you, lady, and shame on him. It's just like, this guy seems like a super asshole, too. Like, like don't <laughs> right? be his friend. Like, this guy's but worse. Also, nobody should be your friend. Yeah. Like, you, you suck for scalping this. Like, this is the reason why children and like people who actually use the playstation 5 can't get one because of people like this and i can't believe that like i said there's not a lot of games for it so it's mostly like scalpers driving the price and or the price up and or the supply down because they keep buying them all yeah hey uh, horizon zero or horizon two is on PlayStation 4, so. <laughs> I'm so hyped for that game. Did we get any news? I think it just says 2021. 2021, next God of War, 2021. Oh, what else? What else? There was something else I was super hyped for, and now I can't remember. Yeah, and there's obviously one thing about if you buy it, and then, you know, you decide you don't want it. Like, one time, my family and I were going to a concert, and some person couldn't make it, so we're like, oh, do you, does anybody want to buy this ticket? Which didn't work because who buys a ticket the day of? (laughs) Actually, no, that did happen to me one time. I needed a ticket. 
Um, I thought I had bought a standing ticket and I bought a seated ticket and I didn't want it because my little sister was coming up to come to the concert with me and she had a standing ticket and I wasn't going to leave her on her own and standing. Mm -hmm. So I put out a desperate emergency call on the morning of the gig. Hey, does anyone have a standing ticket that they would like to swap for a seated ticket? And I actually got somebody to do it. Nice. And, uh, and they met me outside the venue and they were really nice. I introduced it to my sister. It was cool. It was a good time. I also did that for the Adventure Zone at Comic Con in 2019. They had their live show, and I was dressed as Loop that day, and someone was dressed as Aubrey. And <laughs> I was like, Oh, are you going to the show later? And she's like, What? No, what show? And I was like, Well, <laughs> we happen to have an extra <laughs> ticket if you want, because our friend uh, couldn't make it. So. Yeah, she bought the ticket from me for, like, the ticket price, and it was cool. Selling for price, if you realize you don't want a thing anymore, is fine. Yeah, I even didn't charge her tax or the ticket fee. It was just the ticket price. Or the credit card fee or whatever, you know. Buying something to deliberately then sell it off as a a higher price is... There's a special circle of hell reserved for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely something I would have done when I was younger and needed money. But I probably also wouldn't have had the five hundred dollars to drop for the PS Five in yeah. the first place. It's that's it's a rich person's privilege to be able to do that. It's like you can't play Wall Street with an item. Like, don't be like that. If you want to do that, just buy some GameStop stock. It's almost the exact right? same thing. Like everybody else. <laughs> All right. So this last one I have is an installment of Weddings Make People Crazy. Bum bum. And it is a nice, it's like a crossover. Well, not a crossover, but it's a kind of Just No Mill style. (laughs) It's a nice creative way to deal with the mother-in-law in in this scenario. Mm. So am I the asshole for wearing pink at my wedding because of my mother-in-law at my wedding? You're not the asshole for doing anything at your own wedding. Whatever you want at your wedding. Uh, although it does start with no pandemic shamers, please. We had a 20 person outdoor wedding with masks. Okay. You're good. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you shouldn't have done it anyway, but whatever. At least you tried and hopefully people also got tested, but you know, anyway, my husband is the only child of a divorced mom who has heavily relied on him for emotional support, yard work chores, and anything you would rely on a husband for. According to my husband, she's hated every girlfriend he's ever had, and I am no exception. I am stealing her baby! No! I have always been polite to her and ignored her passive-aggressive jibes. Jibes? Jibes. <laughs> what? Purse limes? Purse limes. <laughs> this woman is bought limes. <laughs> This woman has bought the perfume I wear after asking me what it was, bought the same car in the same color as me one month after I got mine, insisted we spend Valentine's Day with her, asked my husband why he doesn't take her on vacations, you name it. Wow. Boundaries. What are they? (laughs) I made the mistake of allowing her to come bridal gown shopping with me and my mom. No. There she found a white wedding dress and insisted it was a perfect mother of the groom dress. I was horrified. My mother was horrified. The sales lady was horrified. We tried to convince her it was not appropriate and asked her to respect my wishes. No dice. She said, you are being a bridezilla and forgetting it's my special day too. I went home and told my fiance, now husband, and he tried to reason with her and she would not have it. So I decided we're changing things up. I picked a blush pink wedding dress without telling her, had my bridesmaids wear white dresses, and had my mom wear a white dress. 
We did not tell her any of this. She showed up the day of the wedding and had a shocked Pikachu face and was beet red. (laughs) Honestly, the wedding was beautiful. It looked really stunning to have a white bridal party with white and pink florals and me in a pink dress. She had a scowl on her face the whole time. (laughs) The day after the wedding, she called my husband and lectured him about how mean we were to her and didn't let her feel special and we took away her shine. Everyone I know is on my side, including my father-in-law, mother-in-law's ex. X. I wonder why. And my husband's aunt said we bullied his mom by doing this. Did we? Am I the asshole? No, she's the bully. Man, you didn't let me bully you. You're bullying me. (laughs) That's my job, you bitch. Oh, dear. I love it. Dear, dear me. That's very smart. I bet the pictures did turn out real nice. That does sound gorgeous. God, I can't get over these people. I just can't, I can't understand believing so fervently that you own another human being's happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is, it is required of them to suffer so that you can own everything that they're happy about. They can't have a second's enjoyment outside of you. And if you're not happy, then they're not allowed to be happy. Like, that's just the most codependent nonsense like selfish isn't even the word for it i don't even think narcissistic covers it like it's like super narcissism (laughs) extreme narcissist (laughs) yeah it's just like what is it about weddings i mean clearly she hits the nail on the head and it's like i'm stealing her baby away like that's what about weddings makes mother-in-laws go crazy because it's the attention and it's the money yeah and i feel like too our culture is like your and i've said this like last week your life revolves around your child Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. when they get married you're you feel lost and you're bereaved yeah and then also just this and i feel like it happens with girls but like this whole the purity of my child is Mm. of utmost importance and it's like no and even in this case it's kind of like oh all women except for me are evil and need to be careful because they're all sluts who are gonna leave you lead you astray and it's like or we could just all be human beings that would be good (laughs) and when you're so codependent on your child as well it's fear then yeah it's like Oh, they're going to forget about me and they're not going to do nice things for me anymore. And I'm going to be left by the wayside like I never even mattered. And that fear manifests itself in absolutely batshit behavior like this. Yeah. It's this weird combination of like our culture not valuing older women and then also everybody being told that they are special and deserve all of the attention. It's okay not to be special. Yeah. Think about Super Superman spent his entire spends his entire life trying not to be special. It's one of the reasons I can't stand Superman. <laughs> Fuck, you could fire you fire lasers out of your eyes, dude. Why would you want to be normal? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole thing. This is a very creative solution to this problem though. It's like, you know what? They're gonna do what they're gonna do, so I'm gonna change the whole thing around so that I am happy and it has minimum drama. Right? If she's gonna insist, then that's it. And OP shouldn't have had to do this, but it worked out. It does sound really pretty. Yeah. I'm also, of course, like getting into plants. So I'm thinking of very like plant centric, <laughs> the white and then the rose color and like lots of greenery to go with it. Sounds really pretty. Yeah, that'd be super nice. Little little rose gold too. There you go. That would look very classy. <laughs> yeah. And her mom picks a white dress. The bridesmaids pick a white dress. It's just very perfect. Everything. <laughs> 
They did a good job not telling her as well. Right. I guess it would be easy, though, if you're having a tiny wedding like that. Yeah, for it not to get back to her. It would be more difficult otherwise. Yeah, I always enjoy these creative solutions that don't involve, like, just massively pissing off the person. They're just like, you Mm -hmm. know what? No, we're gonna, we're gonna, you want to play this game? We'll play this game. (laughs) Want to dance, (laughs) Paul? Oh my god, is there a, like graduation procession going on outside my apartment or what everybody's just driving past to hear your dulcet tones of course yeah that's what <laughs> See it is my beautiful plants that are all outside yeah they're like <laughs> damn those plants yeah i'm pretty much still obsessed with our house plants i will not make it our <laughs> subreddit shout out two days in a row or two weeks in a row but <laughs> that's fair yeah so speaking of which Subreddit shout out this week is our tip of my tongue oh so good yes yeah, so if you can't think of something I mean, I've done this like multiple times where I'm like, I need this video for class and I remember what it is, but I just can't find it. Someone will save you. Although I don't know what was going on yesterday, but there was a bunch of stuff that was not solved. (laughs) So, and I hate it because usually I don't, I don't sort by new on very often, but uh, sometimes the only time when I know the answer, it's already been answered. (laughs) (laughs) And you get points for solving things. So... The only time I got really close is one time it was uh like, what is this episode of Law & Order SVU where one of the DAs says this quote, but it was past my time of watching Law & Order Ugh. SVU, so. I had a very lucky Google experience once. I couldn't remember what a medical centrifuge was called, and I typed medical spinny thing into <laughs> Google, <laughs> and it came up with the right thing. I was like, God bless you, Google. <laughs> Thank you for reading my mind. But Google is not always accurate with that, so... Our tip of my tongue is much better. Yeah, and the top comments are just so funny because sometimes, you know, you just can't think of a thing. Like, okay, let me look at top of all time. There was a really good one I saw. (laughs) What is the name of ankles but above your hands? (laughs) Uh, This is one's my favorite. What is that profession called? The one that has something to do with massaging and it sounds like a dinosaur? Masseuse? Close. Ish. It's a chiropractor. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a freaking pun joke, but also, what is that stick that goes, A-U, when you turn it upside down? Oh, the noisemaker stick. Yeah. I don't remember what they're called. Wow. Giggle stick. Giggle stick in the 80s. Grown tube. And someone posted a clip. Um, There was another one that's like, what are these things? Oh, I think that was actually our stupid question. No stupid questions. But uh, it was like, what are these things in my salad called? And they drew this gorgeous picture of a shrimp. (laughs) And they're like, it's not a lobster. I can't remember what it's called. Tiny lobster. There's also some really like existential ones. A literary term used to describe the idea that mentioning French fries in your fiction story implies the existence of France. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit <laughs> my mind is blown no that that's yeah that's a whole thing click here for the link to the answer yeah and orphaned etymology that's the one it, it's something that happens to me a lot when i'm writing high fantasy is i'll i'll want to use like a metaphor for something and i'll be like well i can't talk about that because then that implies the existence of a train <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk about that because it implies that people know that the sun goes around the earth the earth goes around the sun, rather. Uh-huh. So what the what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to have to, like, make something else up. 
this is why fantasy is always batshit wild. Because every time you want to write a metaphor, you have to make something else up to make that metaphor make sense. <laughs> you just got to use it as an example of world building. That's where most of my world building happens. I don't sit down with like a perfectly crafted world like, you know, Tolkien or whatever. I sit down with some characters who want to do some shit and then I work out the rest <laughs> based on what metaphors I want to use. Oh, I really like this one. Tip of my tongue. What is the actual word for pasta cake? Lasagna? Yes, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice, like, it's like riddles. It is like riddles. It's like no judgment riddles. And of course, like, there is a, uh, sometimes people will offer, like, I've been looking for this for 17 years. And if you find it, I will Venmo you $50. <laughs> All the top ones are solved, but there's one that's open because it's a smell. Oh, shit. And... I'm like, I feel that because there's this particular perfume and sometimes when I'm out and about, I will smell it. Well, not anymore because of mask, but, and I, I want to be like, hello, random woman. What perfume are you wearing? Can I have some? <laughs> like there's a particular perfume that I think someone in my class in high school used to wear or something like that. So I, I have like this weird nostalgia for it <laughs> and I'm like, want it, but I can't just like go around asking randos what perfume they're wearing. It's kind of weird. So yeah, check it out. It's very fun. Sort by new, try and solve some problems. Sometimes they're just very obscure television shows, movies, videos. Uh, so songs are very big. Someone did um, like, and there's this thing called Vukaroo and people mm. will hum it or sing it or play it on the piano. And it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then especially when it gets solved because you're like i can kind of hear what that is and then you hear it see the solution and you're like oh, okay got it that makes I sense i do that for my husband all the time for music <laughs> What's that song that goes He's like, there's a song that's like this and i'm like oh yeah that's that he's like how did you know that i just know that that's what it is <laughs> or like a lyric from it or yeah something. yeah it's very fun check it out all right where can people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at esme underscore c underscore knows as in knows lots of things test my musical knowledge send me a snippet <laughs> of you uh humming a song and see if i can tell you what it is you can also check us out on the facebook which i will continue to call the facebook until i'm dead uh, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast. Um, where can we find you, Morgan? You can find me at Morgan underscore Slay. Tell me more things that are not vegetarian. That's a thing that people should know about. And you can send those to us. I'm not eloquent today. <laughs> <laughs> you can send us accidentally omnivorous things at R the letter U the word serious pod or you can email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com i started thinking too hard about the word omnivorous then and i was like wait <laughs> mind does that, exploding does that mean you eat everything or does that mean you eat only one thing <laughs> and i believe next week we should have a winner of the hero and the asshole of the year so we'll probably revisit those stories i mean i'm not going to tell you who should win the hero of the year but, but no you know who should win the hero of the year. <laughs> you know. And also, tell your friends about our podcast. We've been going for almost a year. Fuck and me. we would love to get more listeners, because then we get more interesting stories sent to us, and it's all very fun. So, yeah, tell your Sh friends, drop us a review, wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps boost our podcast. So. Share our manic stream of consciousness ramblings with people who you think would like that. 
Yeah. And no politics, usually. So that's Normally. always fun. We do get mad about video games sometimes, though. Yeah, and those are very political. But only oh, ones yes. with women in them or gay yes. people. A female protagonist with my game? That's so unrealistic. I can't believe you would do that. <laughs> I'm going to go play The Last of Us Part Two again. All right, bye. Well, bless you, Neo. <laughs> <laughs>